Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Unfiltered Intellect. Um, but first, let me take some time out to say I hope that all you dads out there had a great Father's Day. Hope you didn't have to cook any of your own food and got to just sit back and relax a little bit and enjoy, just enjoy the family and enjoy the time together. You know, again, I hope everybody's safe and I hope everybody's staying safe. You know, I see that the the numbers are continuing to rise as far as coronavirus cases in the nation. So do what you can, be safe, practice social distancing, listen to the experts, and hopefully we'll get a vaccine sooner than later for this thing so we can get back to some kind of normalcy. All right. Hey, guys. So, you know, I don't know if you had a chance to to check it out, but we did release our website, www.unfilteredintellect.com. Um, going out there, you'll get a quick summary of just what the show is about. We have um, some of our top episodes as well as different links to um, hosting platforms where you can listen to our content. Um, we also started a, kind of a mini blog as well. You know, we're going to use that to, like I stated in the announcement section, or maybe it's in the blog section. I don't, I don't remember. But we're going to use that to, you know, add on to the episode um, as necessary from either my perspective, Tasha's perspective, or maybe even both, you know, we'll see how it goes. And we also added a feedback section. I'm really big on feedback from the audience. Um, and with that being said, you know, we did get some, well, excuse me, let me rephrase that because Tasha told me this too. <laughs> I did get some additional feedback that the music that I play when trying to emphasize a point is actually being taken as when is the commercial break going to play? We're nowhere near big enough for commercial breaks, guys. So going forward, we're going to eliminate the music in the middle of the episode and just hit you with the intro. And we'll probably have some changes to the outro music. We're also going to be changing up the format of the show as well. We're always going to hit you with random topics. However, we're going to switch over to a segment style because I, I think from what I'm hearing from our listeners, we're not diving deep enough into our topics. And I think it's because we're just kind of jumping and trying to cover certain points in each episode. So I think we're going to try the series approach and break down each episode into its own topic which will likely get us to a 20 to 30 minute episode range versus, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. But again, not putting any limitations on it. We're just going to let the conversation go. And however long it takes, hopefully you guys enjoy the ride. All right, let's go ahead and play the intro. And when we get back, we're going to jump into today's topic, which is religion. Going to be heavy because we are in the Bible Belt. Welcome to Unfiltered Intellect, brought to you by two friends of 20 plus years that are working through this journey of life. We will touch base on everyday topics that affect us and those around us, so make sure you tune in every Monday for an unfiltered intellectual conversation. All right, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. So today we're going to jump into the topic of religion. So I'm actually going to turn it over to my co-host, my best friend, Tasha, to start us off the day's conversation. And let's see where it goes. Go ahead, Tasha. Big disclaimer. These are the views and opinions of Tasha, not to reflect my listeners or Fabian either. Um, I just want to start out by saying that I was raised Southern Baptist in a church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday, and anything in between, we were there. Didn't want to always go, but mom made sure that all of us were in church whenever the doors were open. With that being said, in my adult years, and as life has gone on and life experiences have happened to me, I have come to the unpopular opinion that religion is a scam. Why do I say religion is a scam? These are my thoughts behind my statement. If you really think about what religion is, there's different religions. Most of them have kind of similar, you know, backgrounds and or a set of rules to follow um, for, you know, right. people of those religions. Guidelines, if you will. Yes. Yeah. However, I feel like religion is nothing more than a 
almost like the government in a religious ma- a manner. So you've got supposedly separation of state and church. I don't feel like there's much separation there at all because I feel like religion is political in a sense. You know, you've got you've got the rules in the book, such as our laws, um, and we're expected to follow those laws or rules and or if not, we're punished. Obviously, I grew up Southern Baptist, so I'm not 100 percent clear on what everybody's religion says about certain topics. So I can only speak on Southern Baptists and the ones that I have briefly learned about in college courses. Um, I think that religion, I, I have faith. I definitely believe in a God. I don't believe in the God that the Bible portrays. I think that um, the Bible is nothing more than a judgmental piece of work. And who's to say that it is even the original writings? Um, As we all know, it has been rewritten multiple times, you know, supposedly, and was also, you know, written by multiple people, supposedly. And as I've gotten older, I just start and, you know, I think about the stories in the Bible that we were taught as kids, and it just makes me question everything. Like, how can you expect me to believe this Bible when the stories that are in it are completely not feasible in real life? You know what I mean, Fabe? Yeah, yeah, I know. Go ahead. No, no, I mean, you're (laughs) going really well right now. I'm not going to jump in yet. Go ahead, keep it going. So I just just think that, um, you know, churches are a business, you know? There's no reason for you to have faith and to believe in a God and need to be in a church and pay money and, you know, fund this building and this preacher. And I've, I've seen a lot of preachers come and go, and I've seen a lot of preachers, you know, become really wealthy off of churches. And I don't think that's right. If the point of God or the the setup of God is in the Bible, then why can I not do that at home and be, you know, a follower or of God, a follower of God or, you know, praise him in my home if that's what you want to do. Um, and the thing is, is everybody interprets the Bible differently. So what's the real meaning behind the verses? You know what I mean? I can I can sit and listen to a preacher tell me one thing that this verse means this, but another preacher tells me it means this. And I'm just sitting here like, well, which one's right? You know, and preachers say they're anointed by God to be the leaders of a church. Okay. But which one's right? Like, how do, how do we know which one is right? How do we know that the Bible is what they say it is? And we're supposed to do what the Bible says. And I have my own moral compass and I know right from wrong. I'm a good person. I don't feel like I need a book to tell me that. If you're not a good person, you're not going to be a good person just because you read a book. That's something that's instilled in you. You know what I mean? So that's why I think that religion is a scam. I think it's a setup for people to be judgmental. I think it's a setup for people to to keep people in line. In the past history, I believe that the Bible and religion was something that was used to keep people in line as a lawful presence if you'll say so that's my two cents wow well everybody (laughs) don't shoot the messenger (laughs) (laughs) hey oh and also let me say i do not judge anybody for believing in what they believe in we all have different life experiences that lead us to believe and feel the way we feel about things and if something has happened in your life that makes you turn to the bible and to religion to get you through it, I'm all for it. Just don't use religion as a an excuse to judge other people for what you believe we should be doing that we don't do. Does that make sense? Okay. That made perfect sense. I mean, got to say that that was really well said. I mean, wow. <laughs> I feel kind of passionate so about that. 
I mean, I I could tell like there is no question at all in my mind. I mean, clearly that one resonated with you on a very heavy level. So so let's dive into it because you ain't getting by when you're doing this surface level conversation. So goodness, religious as a religion as a scam. That that's just so heavy as as a topic. I don't even know where I want to start the conversation. To be honest with you, so let's start with the multiple people that have written the Bible. Let, let, let's start there. So John Jacob Jingleheimer. I understand. Smith. What <laughs> I said, John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. Weren't those all the writers? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't with you. All right. So okay. I guess let me, let me bring it in and get serious real quick. So, like, like you, I I also grew up grew up in the church, going to church multiple multiple times a week. I mean, my granddad was was my pastor my entire life until he passed a few years back. So that's you know that's really all all I know. Like his style is is what I know. Now, being that I grew up in the church, being that. You know, I've attended, you know, revivals, pastor's anniversaries, church anniversaries. You know, I I can say that, you know, most people in in the religious, I guess, sector, if you will, you know, there there's a very heavy believing, very heavy following there. And I I don't question it like you question it. But a lot of what you say, I have also asked as well and i think no matter who you are and you know let me preface this is fabian's perspective no matter who you are i feel that there are always going to be life events that occur that make you question but at the same time i think that that's where where the faith comes in like you stated there is absolutely absolutely no way for me to know if it's true or if it has been a facade all these years. But what I can tell you is that I will continue to believe and live my life as Christian as possible because that's the one thing I would hate to happen is to die and you find out that it was all real, but you've been just doing whatever you want to do. But then, like you said, just because a person is not religious doesn't label them as a bad person at the same time. So it it does make you question what what happens at the end, especially to those people who may not be true believers, if you will. Because like like you said, I I would never tell you, I would never say to anybody that you're a bad person because you're not. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Like you're as down to earth as they come. You help people as much as you can. And like you, like you just say, you know, you question a lot of it and have almost, I don't want to say steered away or turned your back to it, but you don't feel like it's, it's a necessary component for one to, to be able to live life. Now, the Bible is that set of guidelines. I mean, there's, there's always some type of a guideline that, that is set, you know, when you look at the government, when you look at religion, there's always, I guess, something that that sets your path. And I, I think I see where you're going with it because what I think has happened is there have been so many people who claim to be religious, but then you see them doing, I guess the right, right terminology would be worldly things. Like, would you, is that fair? Like worldly things? Like that's a biblical like term. Sure. What is the term you want to use? <laughs> human things i mean being okay. human being human there you go being human is is worldly things really i'm a, pretty a, sure a, a it says turn thing? your i don't know i'm just kidding i don't know Something i don't know i've I talked to one of my cousins who are like super heavy into <laughs> to religion they they could tell me but i i mean i do agree you know i i know in the the older days before technology you know, it, it was like you're saying every Sunday you're in church. If you're not in church, you know, woe is you. You're a terrible mm-hmm. person, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I got to say, you know, I I usually watch church online, truthfully. I'll usually find, you know, find a sermon and, and you know, get the word in that manner from an online broadcast. But 
like you're saying, also, I question it too, because I don't have a lot of experiences with different preachers. I and my granddad being my pastor, his delivery was done one way, and now having to listen to others, mm-hmm. I guess, essentially take the take the same scripture and then talk it from their perspective it's a different angle i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing but i can see how that could create that confusion that you're feeling because you and we have our own interpretation too i could look at the scripture one way and i could explain it to you in in one manner you can look at the exact same scripture and get something else out of it. So it's a valid question. The thing is, is we all interpret things the way we experience life. That's true. You know what I mean? So you reading one scripture, you're going to, like you said, you're going to interpret it in a different way than me. And that is because of our experiences in life. Yeah. No, I mean, that that is fair. I mean, I, I think that makes makes a lot of sense okay so if we go if we go down that rabbit hole i i, I don't have a scripture really off the top of my head that i could i could recite and then we talk it and see see what it means to us and i, I think that's the point though even if i did have a scripture that i was able to recite to to have the conversation the conversation would continue to go on because you'll probably right. like you're saying you're going to apply your life, your experiences to it and With, how you interpret it. Yeah, right. Which is what I was saying about different preachers. They're interpreting it differently based on their experiences and the way they right. want to see that scripture. So then they are taking their thoughts on the scripture and preaching it to oh, hundreds Christ. of people. You know what I mean? And what, yeah. who, who's right? What's right? And I think that's where, okay, so I guess we'll have to really go churchy here. I think that's where, you know, you, you kind of use your, I guess, let your spirit guide you. And mm-hmm. I guess you listen to that delivery, if you will, and you make that judgment for yourself. Because, I mean, when you look at, when you look at preachers, you know, the, the people who attend that particular congregation, there's got to be something about that preacher that is holding those people there for them to come back every Sunday. You know, is it a family church like mine was? Right. You know, is it that that preacher, you know, just gravitates in the way that he, mm-hmm. um, the way that he discusses or the way that he, what's the word, what am I trying to say? The way that he presents his views mm-hmm. You know, is, is that what holds people or what keeps people coming back? Because at the end of the day, the the expectation is that the word that that preacher is saying, delivering, has been placed in his heart by God. But, and I'm going to tie into what you just said, when you look at the news media and then you see preachers who are being charged with numerous crimes Mm -hmm. i i can see how a person who's not in the church would be hesitant to to truly align with one because if the the leader the pastor of that church is i guess you know making the same mistakes that i mean gosh (laughs) give it into the same um, desires as people who are outside of the church I can see how the credibility could be lost. I mean, like you, you think about the, the different, you know, I guess, um, ministers in positions of power Mm -hmm. that have been on the news for misconduct. So, you know, you see that and you're, you're expecting the church to be kind of a, a place that you don't expect to see those things occur. I can see how a person would shy away from it. But then let me ask you this question. Do you feel, I guess, going going with your whole religion being a scam, do you feel that with religion, it somehow puts blinders on some of the fact that we are indeed all human? 
like do you feel like that's that's part of the problem is that the the expectation of perfection is stemming from religion like is that is that part of your scam statement that you're saying or is there is there something deeper than than that because and i is that making sense you understand the question or is it not making any sense um i'm trying to think so my opinion on religion being a scam is i think it's just it, it's something that tries to control people and i'm not one of those people that are a you know conspiracy theorist people i just feel like like you said preachers that are in power that are supposed to be the most you know ordained by god and be in the highest ranking people in a church or any religion, you know, at all, priest, preacher, you know, rabbi, whatever you want to call them, when they do the things that you see in the news and you hear about them doing, um, that's just because that's in them. They're not a good person. And if religion isn't enough to make them be good enough, You know what I mean? To be perfect or to be, I know nobody's going to be perfect, but to be godly, then what, what's the point? What is the point of religion other than to keep people in a box? Well, what if, what if we look at it from a different perspective and we say that what's being exposed is essentially God cleaning house. You know, maybe it took longer for things to come to light, but sometimes a cleansing has to occur and getting that person. But why would he want somebody that's supposed to represent him to the highest rank to do those type of things? Well, and that's the part that unfortunately we're not going to be able to answer. You know, if you, if you really think about it and like, like you stated yourself, we're all human everybody has their own demons their own desires rather or not they are known or unknown you know we we still have those things that make us who we Mm -hmm. are i i don't know if i feel religion is essentially a box that keeps people or or people are put into a box of religion and the reason that i say that is it's all free will you know, there's there's nobody that's forcing. Well, is that right? No, but I do it, think that religion is. I know somebody personally who is, you know, married into a very religious family, and the preaching or the teachings or whatever you want to call it that they have been exposed to over the last 20, 30 years has literally brainwashed them, in my opinion, to judge everybody else that isn't following the ways of the Bible. And you are completely free to set those boundaries and to not want to be around people who don't believe the way that you do. But... If you want to be religious and you want to follow the Bible, you cannot cut and paste what parts of that Bible that you want to follow because love thy neighbor and, you know, do not judge all that kind of stuff. Religious people, in my experience, are the most judgy people ever. And if you're doing something that they don't agree with because the Bible says so and you're not doing what they want you to do because they think you're sinning and that you're going to go to hell and... They want to throw, you know, I know you and I have talked about this before, and I've had this happen to me because of something in my life. You know, I got Bible verses thrown at me by the same person that I'm speaking about to save me from my sins. And that to me is not, you know, it's not acceptable if if you are supposed to love everybody. and, And yes, okay, you can tell me that those Bible verses were sent out of love because you want me to have my soul saved and you know, I get it. Like, I get it. But it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's just an excuse to judge people because you're not following 
the basis of, you know, your religion, your rules that are set in the Bible. Okay. I mean, I... <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, that... Okay, that makes sense. I, I see wh where you're going with it now. Okay. So then let's... We're going to have to... This is going to have to be one of the segments <laughs> we do because there, there's just so many things to, to touch and on. And I, I feel okay. like I'm sounding angry about this. I'm really not angry. I'm just very... I'm very opinionated you, you in this angry. and I I'm a very spiritual person and you know how you said you have to let your spirit guide you into what you hear and what you interpret and what you understand I right. do that with the world I just don't necessarily claim to have any type of religion um, behind me because I don't I feel like a religion is judgy so I mean non-denominational I mean, that's... okay, how about just spiritual? Because I mean, what is non-denominational? Okay. I mean, you're still believing in the Bible, correct? I mean, non-denominational yeah, churches I mean, that I've been to still talk Bible about the still... Bible. Well, I mean, the, the Bible, I mean, the Bible is at the center. Well, there's, I feel like there's always going to be some type of written text that is used as a guideline in religion. Religion you causes, know, religion guess. is the base of most wars. Religion is the base of a lot of murder. Religion is the base of a lot of judgment. And to me, I feel like religion is evil in a sense. You know what I mean? Like it's the base for a lot of bad things that happen. But is that, okay. So I got to go back to your judgment comment too. <laughs> but is that really religion? Or is that people allowing their personal beliefs to distort and twist the words to feel their selfish desire exactly but that's what i'm talking about their religion they interpret it the way they want to okay so let's i wish y'all could see my hands in the air like yes that's <laughs> what i'm talking about all right so let's let's go back to your um i guess your the example that you're sharing with a, a personal friend relative whatever and I, I feel that that's the issue as far as judgment is concerned. If everybody who would even consider religion is avoiding it due to judgment, then we have a problem. Because in my, in my personal opinion, there should not be a reason for you to judge another human being. If you feel like you want to share a concern for maybe the way somebody is maybe living their their life mm -hmm. you don't agree with the lifestyle right. okay so you can say you know things in a non-judgmental way but at the same time don't think that because and like you're saying don't think because you're you're a religious person that that somehow makes you better than the next person or that makes you you know on this other tier than somebody else because that shouldn't be what it's about you know you should be willing to help people you know if if led to you can attempt to guide people but don't cram religion down somebody's throat don't judge somebody because they have a different lifestyle than you do i i grew up in the church like i stated earlier i have several friends that are complete atheists right doesn't bother me one bit because they're good people I'm, right oh uh, yeah i'm i'm here i'm friends with the the person and their views are just their views and i think that's the the main thing if and i'm going to say i believe that god is real i believe mm -hmm. heaven and hell are very real places and i do not feel that well not even i do not feel i know for a fact that when i die and you know i go to judgment they're not going to ask me about tasha's life living they're going to ask me about the next person's life living it's all about how did i live my life you know did i live my life the right way or did i not when you die you don't answer for anybody else so why are you so worried about everybody else and i think that's that's the thing that i hate the most is that people feel that they cannot be who they are they're fear fearful of being judged by for whatever move they make if it doesn't align perfectly with what the bible says and I can I can see where you're coming from, Tasha. Like I I really can, but again, how do we 
what would it take for you to feel that religion is not a scam then like what what would you be looking for to to feel like it's a a place of love i mean because everything that you've really said has really revolved around truly the judgment aspect or you know the blind leading the blind you know it's really been centered around those two topics so what what to you would remove the word scam from it what do you need to see to change that perspective i don't think anything can change that perspective i just think it's i mean it's just the way that i interpret religion i just i see all of the evil that religion to me represents um like i said with you know wars and judgment and hate and I don't feel like religion is a necessary component to be a good person and to, um, you know, treat others the way that you would want to be treated the right way. You know, I, I do understand that. I don't get me wrong. I definitely get torn between believing or not believing in the biblical God, because like you said, what if one day we do die and we do go, you know, to the to the judgment gate and we find out oh my gosh it is real and then i you know and then so don't get me wrong i definitely struggle with that internal battle because on the one hand i don't believe necessarily everything that the bible says but then i think how can i believe some of it but not all of it i just think that the the nursery rhyme stories in the bible throw me off from believing any of the rest of it um and the older I've gotten, you know, you, you look at those stories like Adam and Eve and how they were the first people on earth. And then they had two sons, but then all of a sudden the world's populated. Okay. Well, where did the other people come from? If there's two sons, are you tell, you know what I mean? It's just those little stories like that, that add up, that make me question a lot of the Bible. And I just, and I'm not sure if it's even the Bible or religion that I'm you know, fighting. I think it's both. Yeah, honestly. I mean, it, it, religion is definitely the background of a lot of the things that I mentioned that I feel are wrong. That people stand behind people stand behind religion as an excuse to behave in the way that they behave. Well, I, and I think it probably goes goes a bit a bit deeper than that. So I'll, and this is a heavy one. I'll, I'll tell you what what shook me to really start start questioning it didn't shake my belief mm -hmm. but it did cause me to start questioning things and, and that that's when you know the emmanuel incident occurred right. it it shook me spiritually because in my mind i i cannot comprehend how we we constantly talk about god protecting mm -hmm. his flock god protecting his sheep and yet these souls were lost needlessly in my opinion and it it never i could i never really got an answer never got clarity you know and i i still don't have that clarity you know anytime i see bad things happening to good people it just it questions me and, and i do ask why but i don't think that there's anything fabian perspective let me <laughs> preface again I don't think there's anything wrong with asking the question why. Mm -hmm. I I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, you don't question God, you don't ask God this, you don't ask God that. But I I feel there has to be some expectation that we believers are going to start questioning right. some things simply based on, again, like you said, our life experiences and what we witness. You know, you you hear about the misconduct that has happened across churches in America, and I I don't understand why that was able to happen either. I don't understand how this person made it to this level of influence when all these things were going on behind the scenes. Because people so I, I are sheep, that. and there, there's that. there's a lot of people who don't maybe have the self-confidence or the self tr they don't trust themselves enough to make decisions and they need somebody to guide them and give them direction you know there i mean there's people that are leaders right. and there's people that are followers and 
I'm definitely more of a leader and I'm not a follower. And so maybe that's where that differ, you know, that differs between people that are heavily involved. I don't know. That sounds bad. And I'm not judging. I'm not judging. But. But no, I mean, no, hold, hold on. Pause right here real quick. <laughs> I don't think that that's judgy at all because, I mean, there there are followers and there are leaders, but you you made a very, very interesting. Oh, how's my inflection doing? Am I doing okay? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Am I? Okay, perfect. Um, that's a very good observation, though, because do those who, I guess, follow follow their religion without question is that the reason why they don't have any questions because they're they're more in that that follower category but then those who are leaders start picking things apart are i mean is is that just too simple of of a solution i i feel there would have to be more more to it than this is simply definitely a, a follower and a leader. A topic that needs to have influencers from the outside come in and give us opinions. You know, if there's somebody that's heavily involved in church or, but I feel like no matter what, it's going to come down to life experiences. You no, I don't think that's the case. You don't think if so? We, no. If we open up and we say i mean and we do it anyways you know we always say you know hey it's some episodes we're going to want to have a guest speaker for that third perspective the the only concern that i would have is it turns into scripture quoting right. that's what i don't want but that's what you know I, a lot of people that are okay. in the church and religion that's what they do and that's all they know because they well, base yeah. their life off of scripture so yes you're going to get scripture true. thrown at you but see, that's the thing. I mean, I I don't mind having having the scripture, but I and that that's one thing I don't like. I, I don't like being God bashed. You know, if, if we're having a a discussion, then let's have a a discussion. I I don't get enlightened. I don't feel like anything is resolved whenever you just sit there and tell me to go. Go read. No, because you know, you're going to do the opposite. Go shut down and do the opposite. Don't tell Fabian yeah, nothing. Yeah, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't. That doesn't work for me. You know, like I, I'm trying to have have a conversation. You know, I, I want to hear your perspective. You know, I don't want to hear. You know, what scripture you can quote that aligns to that that particular situation. Talk to me. Don't sit there and tell me just go read or the Bible says this. The Bible says that. I can Google it. I mean, we're in a technology age. I can Google my problem and I can say, this is my problem, Google. What Bible verse will align to that? It's very simple to yeah, do. Yeah, but then it depends I on what, what Bible you want to get your, your interpretation from. Let's, I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, I'm a King James Version guy. Sorry. And, oh, what's the other one? The New International Version. Those are the two that I grew up on and those are the two that I do any research based on. Is it right? I don't know. I don't really See? care. It's what Too I know. Too many questions. Exactly. So it's, I don't know, that, that follower and leader thing is really, that's really hitting me because even, even some, I'm just trying to think personally, the people that I know that, that are just completely about religion, completely follow it to a T, they're not, they're not followers. They're not sheep. They're very strong strong-minded individuals so i i didn't that's why i say i don't know if it's really if it's really that simple and i mean you know majority of my family like i i'm the same way i i come from an extremely religious family and i'm not gonna lie i mean a lot of times i i don't truly feel like i fit in because i just have so many questions about everything mm -hmm. that is discussed i believe i will always believe i was raised to believe I, I do not question again if there's a God. I don't question heaven or hell, but I do question a lot of the guidance. I do question the things that are in the Bible. But the most important thing that I question is everyday life and everything that you see going on in the back. Well, not even in the back of my mind, in my mind, the forefront of my mind, I just simply ask the question, we have God. I believe in God, but why is all this in the world allowed to go on? And I think that that may be the reason why so many people question the existence 
of God himself because you see again all of the evil in the world that according to our teaching and according to religion he has all control so why is there not being control exerted here but you know Go. like even in the bible there's a lot of violence and yeah. you know god supposedly wiped people out because they weren't following you know the way of you know his teachings or the way that they were supposed to be the good if they were evil you know he was taking care of them and it's just i don't know how and it's hard because i don't know how I can question some things and not question others, you know? And just like you said, you're a firm believer in God. You believe in heaven and hell, but you question things in the Bible. And I don't understand how you can be all in or not. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people are all in or not. I mean, even in your conversation, you're all in or not. Like, you're you're on the fence, too. Yeah, I think no, a lot I, of people... Yeah. Go ahead. go ahead no go ahead a lot of people a lot of people are on the fence because i i can't imagine that other people don't have these same questions now what may be happening and you know this is just a really really big reach here but what could be happening is people are afraid to ask these questions because of perception because mm -hmm. i i've seen you know in churches where there is a political ecosystem. So, you know, a lot of what you said about, you know, it being, you know, a scam. I mean, I still don't think it's a scam, but I, I do think that there are a lot of alignments to corporations, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. You know, there there's a hierarchy. You know, there there's always going to be a It's a money-making business. I mean, I'm always going to give my 10% of, of my, my paycheck to for my tithe because that, that's what I was, I was taught. That's what I believe. Now, I will tell you a story, you know, not not to derail, but I, I remember, I think I was seven or eight, and my my neighbor, you know, he, he was an older gentleman, so I, I cut his yard, and he gave me, I, I can't remember the dollar value, and, you know, my granddad had just preached, like, literally the week before about tithing, the importance of it, and how God always gives it back to you, and so I was like, okay, let's take a chance. So I, you know, I did my 10% or whatever the, the monetary value that I received for um, mm -hmm. cutting his yard. And sure enough, that next week, like I, I don't remember what happened or where it came from, but I got more money. Ever since that had happened, which aligns to your experience mm -hmm. theory, ever since that happened, I have always been an avid tither. Even when, you know, back in back years ago, I didn't necessarily have the money. I still put that 10% in because, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, if somebody tells you you don't give your 10%, he's going to get it and more. I mean, I'm sorry. I like money like You were scared. Guy. I'm not, I'm not going to have. It's yeah, fear. I mean, I'm not going to have God God be, be pissed off with me because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Now, again, I see where you're coming <laughs> from. So we, we can just use the tithe as an example. You know, 10%, you're supposed to give your tithe as an offering. He's blessed you with this monetary amount, right. you know, 10% is his. So I, I get that. But Who's like though? you said, it's his, right. who's his, the church, the preachers. Right. And so, and that's, that's where the interpretation gets muddy because is it their 10% it's going to, it's supposed to be going towards the upbuilding of the church. But like you mentioned in the opener, there are preachers out here really living life well listen they're I all mean, getting pizzayed from your 10% like, I mean, tithes uh, hey i mean <laughs> it's true like look at um what's that show on on the oprah winfrey network um oh lord i don't watch that oh, i don't God. know oh greenleaf it's a really good show like i really enjoy it it it's about this mega church and this dude he he lives in a mansion a mansion on the lake mm -hmm. with a ridiculously long driveway <laughs> And all them cars. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> like, I think he's based out of, uh, I think it's in Tennessee or something like that. I, I could be wrong, but in, in either way, I mean, they, they live a very lavish lifestyle and it does dive into a lot of the politics that, that are in the church, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I think it's a, a very real interpretation. Now I've never been a part of a mega church like that. Mm -hmm. You know, the churches I've attended have been, 
backwoods, you know, back in, in the, right. the rural areas in the, in the country. So that kind of money isn't being being received. No, but right? I know that you can probably relate to this as well. Even the church that I went to growing up, it wasn't a big church either. It was, a you know, a small little Southern Baptist church, but they had financial meetings on certain, you know, nights of the week. And I remember being in the bulletin and I didn't think anything of it then because I was a kid and a young adult and I didn't, you know, put two and two together. But now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, I do understand that you have a building, you have land, you have expenses, lights, you know, water, et cetera. But it's just, it, it's very businessy to me. And I guess, I don't know. I, I don't like that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that should be what you use to say is business like because I mean the bills got to get paid. I mean Right, no, I understand church. that, but my but my thought is why are churches necessary? You mean the physical the structure? The physical structure. It's a place of gathering. I guess. I mean, think about it though. I mean, okay. So there's there's always been a place of gathering. Yeah, no, I know. You know, I mean I mean, some people, I mean, yeah, I mean, some people did go to church out. I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't be an outside church goer. That's <laughs> not around not here. I'm a, you know, I, I mean, I'm just being honest with too you. Hot. I, that's not my, that's not my jam. But I, I think, you know, it's, it's that place of, of congregation, that place of worship. So, you know, a lot of people like in the, the major metropolitan areas, you know, you have these huge churches, mm-hmm. these these huge old churches that you're able to just walk into and just have have your time with God. I mean, sometimes that's that's really what you need. Like it w- it would be so, so. You said you're spiritual, so I I don't know what you do for for your outlet, but like me, I I drive. Mm-hmm. Like if I get to a point where like there's just so much on my mind, I don't want to talk to anybody about it. You know, I I get in the car, I drive. And I will talk to God, you know, because I believe that he's there. I believe he's everywhere and I'll have the conversations. And yeah, I do feel better, you know, because I got it all out and what have you. But what is your spiritual outlet? What, what do you do to unwind and unbottle? Like, how do you handle that if you're, I mean. I lay in my bed, I, surround myself with crystals and eat skinny pop. Well, if that works for you. <laughs> just kidding. Who am I to judge? I just, I mean, I, I, I get okay. what you're saying. And I do understand that the church is a place of worship for like-minded people. And, you know, um, what does it say? Where, you know, the numbers are gathered, I will be or something like that. Look, look, I'm not, please don't, I'm not quoting scripture. I don't know it well enough to quote scripture. I just, um, I'm not. Gosh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I I just feel like religion is not for me. And you okay. know, and that and that's just that's my personal opinion. That's my personal belief, you know, my relationship with the God that I believe in, you know, is different than the relationship with the God that most religious people believe in. So what is the God you believe in? Um, I just believe that there is something bigger than me, definitely. Um, and I believe that love and doing good is the rules, you know, the the law of the land that we should follow. And my tithing isn't to a church, but I do feel like I give whenever I can to people in need or my surroundings or being helpful for those who need help or You know, I'm definitely not stingy when it comes to that. But, you know, that's my I feel like I should be a good person and to do unto others as I would like done to me. So that's that's what I believe. A God of love, a God of non-judgment, you know. So who says that the God that I believe in? is a God in judgment. So how, how do you differ, differentiate the two? How do you how do you truly say and how do you truly know that the God that I worship is a judge, judgmental God versus misconstruing some of the messages and I guess creating this judgment that you're speaking of? 
You can't say that you know that because I don't even know how no, to ask No, my thought, though, when you, you said that, when you started talking, the first thing that came to my mind was that, I mean, you're taught in church that if you don't follow the rules in this Bible that is given to you for the God that you are worshiping, you're going to go to hell. And otherwise, you can be a complete hellion your entire life. But on your deathbed, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior before your last breath, you're going to go to heaven no matter what. And to me... That's just not feasible. You need to be a good person your whole life. And that's, that is, and I'm not saying I've, you know, haven't had my downfalls because I have, nobody's perfect. Um, But those are the type of things that I think about when you say to me, how do you know my God's judgmental? So, so it sounds like. And it almost sounds like he's self-centered. And I'm, (laughs) and, and here where I go, Lord, please forgive me. If you're real, you know, and that's, I think I feel that way. And I think that's because I was raised in the church and those were, those things were embedded in my mind. And don't get me wrong. I think church was a huge component in making me into the person that I am as a kid. It gave me a conscience. It gave me, uh, you know, the fear of going to hell because, you know, I had a preacher when I was younger that was hellfire and brimstone if you didn't follow the rules you know what i mean and so learning that in church was scary as a kid you know and i don't feel like anybody should be fear driven to be a good person and i feel like that's what religion does so that goes right back to your experience though because and that's true that's what i said in the beginning it's all based on experience how you interpret this stuff oh i I know i was I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. So then you can continue. I, I see. I I think I I can see, and I think a lot of the conversation that we're having, we would really have to go back somehow, go back in time, and witness. I guess in our adult form, how we're being molded while we were children. If your pastor preacher always preached in a way to create and instill fear Mm -hmm. what you're saying and everything that you're feeling makes sense i don't have an experience with my granddad preaching fear-based delivery it was a a message that was delivered to either encourage Mm -hmm. correct behavior um uh what's the other thing i mean just just different different scriptures different interpretations and different deliveries dependent upon what he was moved Mm -hmm. by said spirit to to talk about and i mean some sometimes it was very convicting you know you can kind of you can tell whenever it's a a tough topic because no matter if you're a churchgoer, if you're not a churchgoer, there are always people who cannot deal with being told the truth about their ways, right. especially if their ways are bad. And I, and I experienced so, that. I experienced, and, and don't get me wrong, I've been exposed to many different preachers in my lifetime, and they've all had different ways of preaching. That particular one was very hellfire, brimstone preacher. Um, I had a preacher who was more of a teacher, And I really enjoyed the way that he presented scripture because it was more of a teaching and he would break it down for you and teach you, obviously, his opinion on how he interpreted the scripture. And to me, that was more enjoyable than being preached at. I I would rather be teach, you know, taught versus preached at. And I was in a I was in a sermon that he was preaching at and I was so convicted (laughs) because of, you know, something I was going through in my life, which led me to get married, which, you know, because we were living together and his entire message that day was based on, you know, sinning. And if you're living with someone that you're not married to, you're sinning and you're going to hell, you know, basically kind of like that. And I felt so convicted because it pertained to me in that moment that literally a couple days later, we rushed and got married. And I wish that would (laughs) never happen, but I... You know, it definitely led me to where I'm at today, so I don't regret it. But those are the type of... So then let's... Go ahead. So then let's pause there. Pause. So then... I can't believe I'm about to do this to you. <laughs> so... 
Don't do it then. How do you not feel that there wasn't a better outcome from that conviction? So, all right, how, how do I say this? Um, if that conviction had not occurred, mm-hmm. I do not feel that the level of happiness that you you have attained would have happened. Okay. Uh-oh. No, because I definitely Uh-oh. am a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Okay. That is not religion. Religion. There's a whole mm-hmm. thing called predestination, you know, that's argued in the religious community. Whether are you predestined by God to live a certain life, to have these certain things happen to you, or are you not? And there's people on both sides of that fence. They believe in predestination and they don't. I believe that my choices in life lead me to where I'm at. So I believe that, I mean, obviously, yes, I was convicted, but that was a personal, I felt personal, you know, being in that sermon and he was preaching about that particular topic. Are you saying that that was a God thing that he was sent to say to him to get to me? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So if we, if we look at it, Let's look at it from from both lenses, right? All right, so let's let's look at it through your lens first. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're just gonna look at it through the spiritual lens. I can't stand you. And then, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> and then we'll we'll look at it through through my my religious lens. Oh God! When I put both lenses together, it's the same lens. Nope. Because yes, hold on, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Because in religion we believe that the spirit guides and directs Mm -hmm. us you yourself just said that you're a spiritual person right but i don't believe in the spirit that you do i think it's a it's a a universal thing and i am instilled with those decision making skills to get me to those points but tasha i just feel like you're you're saying the same things that i'm saying you're just being stubborn. No, I under admit. listen. I understand what you're saying, but you're seeing it from your point of view that that was God speaking to me in that moment, and maybe it was, maybe it was. We will never know. Right, we will never know. I just know that I was personally convicted in that moment because I knew the lifestyle that I was living, being unmarried and living with somebody, just so happened that that was the topic on church that day. And so I felt if I don't correct this right now, I'm going to go to hell. So we rushed off and got married. So what if that aligns to your predestination statement? What if you were predestined to receive? You know what? If I was predestined to be where I'm at right now in life, I'm, I'm here for it, but I don't know if predestination. Okay. Your God, your Bible says I think somewhere, or I've heard, been told that we're all capable of making our own choices and it's up to right. us whether or not we choose right or wrong, correct? This is I true. feel like we are all instilled with the choice of right or wrong. So the choices that I've made in my life so have led me to where I'm at. You can't tell me that somebody... I can so people that are poor or, you know, homeless, are those predestined to be that way? Or is it choices that they made that got them there? But how do we know? Exactly. We don't. So boom, mic drop. Don't talk to me about it no more. Oh, no. Ain't no, ain't no <laughs> mic drop. Ain't no, I caught it before it hit the ground. <laughs> so, and that's, and I think, Tasha, that's, that's the main takeaway. You know, we can, you we can, can continue to go back and forth. Right really indefinitely i mean we're about to hit yeah an hour hour so with that being said i think that we can probably agree to this everybody has their own views that are shaped by their own experiences and i think that's the main takeaway whether or not you choose that those experiences were caused by god the universe our spiritual you know entity there's still influences in what you believe mm-hmm. and how you conduct yourself. 
religion I mean, is such a huge topic, you know, and I, I feel even though we, you know, we're going on to an hour, we didn't really get to dive really into right. this thing. Like we, we've got to make different topics on it because it's it's so it's so vast. Mm-hmm. But the, the one thing that I'll say, you know, being being a believer, being a, a believer in, in God, Christ, you know, whatever. I do not agree with the judgment that that's one thing I can 100 percent tell you that I hate. I don't feel that you should look down on anybody. I don't feel that you should pick and choose what sins that you want to persecute a person mm-hmm. about. You're not God. You are not God. You are not here to judge people. You know, everybody has their purpose. Don't know what everybody's purpose is, but I do know that it's not here to judge your neighbor. Like to me, that's the crappiest thing in the world. And I feel like that's what gives those in the religious background a bad bad rap mm-hmm. is that there there is so much judgment. Accept people for who they are. Because you will never find a person who hasn't had a shortcoming, who hasn't made bad decisions, or who hasn't had bad experiences. We all go through ups and downs in life. Now, you know, like you're saying, predestination, whatever you, the other one you said is called, I don't remember. It's, it's more questions that you, that make you just ask why. I think my religious journey is really led with the question why, you know, I, I question so many things and I don't understand it, but for some reason, I think that's it doesn't our, make, that's our human nature. Think about kids. Like, one of their first well, couple yeah. words is why. Why? Why? Well, I guess what I was saying is I I don't think that it's wrong to want to have a deeper understanding mm-hmm. around why certain things happen in our lives to those around us because it, it doesn't make sense. And, I you know, you can be the most religious person in the world. There's no way that you're going to be able to explain to me why this happened, why that was allowed to happen, why things are this way, why things are that way. There, Nobody has the answers because they're not God. But I still feel that religion, spirituality is important because whether or not you talk to God or you talk to uh, your TV, it doesn't matter. Whatever you believe in, you know, it, it gives you that ability to release and i think that's one of the most important things about religion is is that hope that that it that it affords you you know right wrong or indifferent i i think having the hope that things will get better you know having the hope that things will turn around is what keeps things going but then at the same time backing away from just my personal views when I look at it from the outside, you know, anytime anything hap- anything bad happens in the world, you know, our hopes and prayers are with you. So I I can see why people constantly say, what are your hopes and prayers really doing? Mm-hmm. Because if that was the case, none of this would have happened. Right. And it's, you know, I also can consider myself, I don't want to say I'm a fence, a fence writer, but I, I have those same questions. And I don't feel that it's a negative thing to want to understand the answers to why. You know, if you look at it from a timing perspective, we're still, well, I guess, children of God, children of spirit, spirituality, children of the universe. We're younger than all of these things have been in existence. So we are still children, which I, I guess is why we continue to ask the question why. If Ooh, you look at it from that perspective. A little deep there. I know, like I, I wasn't expecting that. So, <laughs> well, I think no matter what, religious or not, I just think that everybody should be kind, love one another, don't judge each other for you know different paths that we've all taken. You don't know what's happened to somebody to get them down that path, and you know, just don't use religion as a reason to be you know hateful or judgmental. I just. You know, I respect you, obviously. I respect anybody who has different views that oppose mine. I think that's what makes the world go round. Um, 
Yeah. You know, and I, I'm I'm open to those conversations and I'm open to hear, you know, other people's views. But obviously, you know, my opinion, like we said in the beginning, is based off of my life experiences. And, you know, that's that's where I stand. So. Well, let's um, let's let's do this. Let's. I'm trying to think, Let, let's find somebody who is is super religious, like has no questions at all and see if they'll hop on the podcast so we can it, it, it won't be next week but you know in, in a future future episode let, let's get them on the show and just have have that conversation and see you know see what they have to say you know how how are they interpreting things and remaining completely aligned to their beliefs i, I think it'd be a very very interesting perspective to to tap into uh, what, what do you, you think that'd be a good thing to do? Yeah, I would think that as a very religious person and a very, um, you know, believing in God and that he's in control of everything, that the times that we're going through right now in this world are heavy. I would think for, yeah, are. I would, but I would think for somebody who is religious and feels like God is in control, that it would be even more heavy than the average person would feel it because you're, you're wise are so big right now, you know? And so I'm, I'm curious to, like you said, hear from somebody who is super religious and super knows about the Bible, you know, obviously, hold on. Obviously, if you're super religious and into the Bible, you are currently maybe not questioning the state of the world because you believe that the resurrection is on its way. Uh, I've seen that floating around. People are saying the end times are near. So, if you are super religious and you are, you know, believing in that, you may not be questioning why. You may be excited, thinking that this is the end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, any, uh, any, any closing remarks you want to put out there? No, nope, just what I said earlier. Just be kind. Got it. All right, guys. Well, that's that's gonna do it um, for this this week's episode. Um, like I said, starting next week, we are gonna switch to a segmented style of podcasting I, i'm not sure what the topic is going to be just yet so um, keep an eye out on the blog we'll probably put it out there which you guys can expect for for our our first series um again it's www.unfilteredintellect.com um, you'll find links to social media out there as well as the different platforms of podcasts is available um, so definitely check it out support us get us out there talk about us to your friends, to your family, if you're liking the content, we would definitely appreciate the support. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for me. Um, until next time, be good. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Unfiltered Intellect. We hope you are able to benefit from today's discussion. Stay connected with us through social media. We're on Twitter at Unfiltered INT and on Facebook. Make sure to visit our website, www.unfilteredintellect.com, where you can find additional information about the show, give feedback and topic recommendations, as well as read our official blog. We'll catch you Monday for our next episode. Until then, take care of and look out for each other.